the hungry caterpillars. The very hungry caterpillar. Hi everyone, Mika and I are in the studio. Hi everyone. And we thought we would give you some quick feedback about the second video assignment. Assignment one, part two, microdoc. We've been looking through a few videos. We've also been coaching our own um, groups. So we have a few videos to talk about. And so we're just going to quickly go through some of the issues that we we noticed yeah. and um, interesting things that we saw. Yeah. And then maybe have some conclusions and then maybe we'll talk about what the third video should be about, what we yeah. expect for the third video. So Mika, what were your overall impressions then? Yeah, I thought what I really uh, liked about the videos is that it shows such a diverse range of different topics. So it's just really nice to watch all those videos and you actually learn from something from it as well. Um, and it raises lots of questions for me, which I think is good. Um, some of the things that um, we I saw this morning when we were uh, coaching was that the um, the groups that had difficulty creating a good narrative often uh, had not had a too broad of a scope I would say yeah so they hadn't really narrowed narrowed it down there so were lots of kind of broad yeah. broad issues yeah like co-creation and yeah. uh, you know getting stuck that start yeah. which is which is fine at the start isn't it but yeah. I think you by the end you want to see a bit of a narrowing down into something yes because it would make it much easier in the next uh, assignment I mean there were I, I, my group I had one about uh, intuition interesting topic and decision making but both those topics it I would say it's it, it would be good to relate them to something because you know intuition about what or decision making about what you know, we just watched a video from the group. Was it about decision making? Was it about, no? It was about framing, where they eventually ended up by looking at the role of visualizations. That's I think, right. Yeah. In, uh, in framing, um, and that's a really nice, I think, question uh, to start this last phase with. This first part of the documentary on problem framing in the early design phase is all about exploring the topic. We interviewed various types of designers, novice designers, juniors, seniors and design professors and they were able to give a nice insight in their view and problem framing in the early phase. That was group one, um, early problem framing in the in the design processes. Yeah, that's a really yeah. good video to watch. Yeah. And I think that they interview a lots of different people at lots of different ranges of experience too, from novices to experts and they interview professionals. So you can really see that they're, it, it's... It's, a, it's about problem framing in the beginning of the design process, but it's also about expertise in the sense of how different people tackle the same, the same thing um, in different circumstances. Yeah, and I think the other thing that that uh, brings is that it creates this kind of nuance in this theory, which I think is also something we're looking for. So if you have a certain question, then it's actually most interesting if there are multiple answers not necessarily from different people, they can also be from different theories, but that you then start kind of comparing those and contrasting those mm. uh, in your discussions. I mm. think those are the most interesting um, stories to, to listen to or to view. I thought one of the things that struck me, actually a question that struck me was, was where does knowledge come from? And it's when you, when you have, a, have a question, where do you look to find the answer? Yeah. And in these videos, you sort of see lots of, lots of different sources. So we've, we've seen people going out and talking to practicing designers. We've seen people talking to professors. I think Group 6.5 interview Bruno Ninaber, 
mm. who's uh, you know a, a, a wow. really well-known designer and yeah. who's going to tell them really interesting things I think yeah. and then there are some videos that interview fellow students and ask them yeah. for their experiences obviously there are other sources like research papers yeah uh, often about other people going to look at um, experts and they they're, they're maybe take a bit more time to digest the easy thing is to go and talk to people but I think you have to be quite careful about drawing conclusions from ex well from the from the people that you talk to particularly kind of novice people that really don't have that much experience I mean they obviously have experience of certain things but they yeah. don't have so much expertise in the sense of having gone through the process a lot of times and drawing kind of conclusions from those sorts of things. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it helps then to really look into that theory. So, you know, some of the groups we, we saw that really integrated uh, different theories in their exploration as well. Um, I'm thinking of the group who looked at motivation yeah. and the, uh, the psychological way of looking at it and what they call the business way of looking yeah. at it and actually then showing those... Uh, images of the of the representations of the theories I think that's it's really nice if you have a if you have that kind of deeper understanding and then at the same time if you can also show that more kind of experiential side how people experience it I think that's that creates a really nice narrative what do you find is uh, works well within groups to keep everyone motivated that was group 14 persuasion intrinsic motivation that the team was called and it's just a nice process of inquiry isn't it they sort of they're discussing things and then they cut to the interviews and then they cut to some theory so those yeah. those intermixes are are really nicely done the other thing that i enjoyed was when they uh, were looking at kind of their own design processes so there was a, a group who did a design Experiment. They ran a design experiment. Group eleven, the hungry caterpillars. Oh yeah, that was a that, that was a great one. Uh, this morning, I had also one group who actually looked back at their own uh, design processes. So they were looking at the, the translation from research into kind of a design solution, and they just decided to look back at their own kind of reports, uh, and they were basically flipping through their uh, reports and their notebooks uh, and did an analysis of that. So I thought that was a really original way also to look uh, up a certain topic. I think uh, uh, what I was impressed by, actually, was that they're all, for a course in design theory and methodology, they're quite theoretical, some of these questions. Yeah. You know, it's about trying to explore a concept and what it what it means. OK, sometimes it's about trying to work out what people's experience of that thing is. But it's a sort of an inquiry, a theoretical inquiry. And I think the kind of language that people are beginning to use is I can see that emerging through the course. You know, yeah. it's actually getting a bit more subtle in in using more specific language about yeah. uh, about experiences that they've had or um, positions that they've been in design yeah. processes and I think I, I, that's really nice to see that yeah. sort of um, I also like that the nuance we talked about before I'm just thinking of uh, uh, we just watched a vid- video which was about getting stuck I also had a group this morning who uh, talked about getting stuck and they were saying uh, that getting stuck is actually a positive thing and I had never really thought about it in that way so you know uh, this uh, you know we talk about getting stuck as a negative thing and something we don't like but you know they were saying no getting stuck it means that you 
uh, it's a sign basically to you. Um, uh, it signifies that you need to do something and it forces you to then uh, step back and zoom out and look at, hey, what's happening here? Why am I stuck? And yeah, it kind yeah. of often help you in a design process. Yeah, yeah. So I like that kind of other way of looking something like getting stuck uh, and not just saying, oh, stuck, being stuck is bad. How can we overcome it? Which is kind of a, maybe a more superficial question. Yeah. But looking really at, you know, what is actually the purpose of yeah, yeah. getting stuck, so yeah. to say, between What function does it, does it yeah. play? Yeah. yeah. Um, there, was not, there was a nice um, group 1A asked the question, what's a good design process? It was a nice video to watch. They sort of engaged with the podcast on design and history of design methods. So they use that theory to sort of structure structure their video and i thought that again it's it's what's good and what's bad those those questions are, are uh, you know and what are the bad things good sometimes and other good things bad i think that it begins to raise more interesting questions yeah I think. yeah i agree that's really nice to see in those uh, in those videos and also i guess in the discussions we're having uh, in the classroom so the what the, i think the videos that worked quite well were the ones that had a voiceover Although yeah. the, the more obvious documentary type, I suppose, where you, you're you telling a story and showing some pictures and the story is somehow explaining what the pictures are. So there were a few examples of those. And there was also, there were some videos that used music which, to cover up the voices. So quite often in a documentary, it's nice to hear the voices yes. that you're interviewing and yeah. sometimes just showing the interviews without seeing hearing the voices, I think, is, is a bit disappointing somehow yes, for me. Yes, I agree, um, yeah. Yeah, in a micro documentary, you, you wouldn't need so much music. You know, really think about is it actual, actually functional music? So. Uh, I think there, there are ways of presenting theories too that some groups uh, I notice use it. You know, overlaying a, a quote on, on some video. By doing that, you're automatically comparing theory with practice. Yes, that's uh, nice. And I think the, yeah. using, using kind of signage in your video really helps too, you know. Who are we speaking to? Say, here's an expert, but we don't know who they are or where they come from or, or how much expertise they've got yeah. either, which is yeah. um, an expert can be anyone from five years to 50 years. Yes. So it's um, yeah. so using, you know, the good use of kind of graphics, I think, can, can really help shape the story for you, yeah. particularly in a documentary style. Um, there was one a group in Group 14 that used a really um, David Attenborough style. Oh, really? <laughs> said, here we are in the faculty and we're looking at the species <laughs> that are called industrial designers That's what great. what what characteristics do they have yeah very good there was just some nice creative involvement in the yeah. process of research yeah. i think and i think some of some videos tipped over more into the what we're what we're maybe expecting in in video three the hungry pa- caterpillar i think had elements they had, had some really nice elements but yeah. elements that i think would make, be really good in the third video too yeah. which is sort of yeah. like showing showing the findings of, of what you've done it gets a bit always hungry for more scared of not having enough leaves to eat does this sound familiar to you as a designer <laughs> being lost in an endless brainstorm or looking through papers in a never-ending analysis <laughs> maybe indecisiveness about the smallest of details when and how should the designer move to the next phase the nice thing about the hungry caterpillar, I think, is that it uses a metaphor. They use a metaphor to explain this story of always being hungry for more. And at the same time, they show it in a really nice animation. Yeah, so yeah, it's actually yeah. a really nice example for yeah. what we would expect in the, in the third. Yeah. 
there was a, there was another group in group five. There was a, a a group called the Reframe Game, and it showed. It was really nice. It was a sort of animation of yeah. of um, someone trying to get over a river yeah. with a shark in it, mm-hmm. and working out different solutions for the oh, bridge. Yeah. It's it's nice to watch because then they move back from the context and there's actually a tunnel to get underneath oh, the yeah. river. So <laughs> it, it, it was kind of a nice um, metaphor for the design yes. process, but it had yeah. no, there was no kind of background theory. There was no process of inquiry in there. It, it yeah. was more like a video, a third video rather than the second yeah, video. Yeah, but even with the third vi- video, we are looking also at the kind of theory behind it. So I would expect that students would also put something in there that yeah. refers to the theory. Yeah. So for video three, I think a lot of vi- a lot of the videos ended on a cliffhanger. Watch the next episode yes. for um, to find out the answer. And that was a kind of nice because it, it, it does make you want to watch what, what comes next. But I think it's not we're not expecting more documentary film so much. I mean, I, I guess that could be part of the story that you tell. Yeah. But it's something more like a, a being a bit more creative in, in actually... Yes showing what you found so we, yeah. we we think that if you've that you may spend a bit of time narrowing down the question and maybe doing a bit more you know research but not necessarily putting that into the the final video it's it's, it's trying to get to some sort of insight about a very you know particular thing to do with the process of design and then just yeah. showing that in a nice way yeah. i think and I think you explained it well in the in the description of assignment one, part three, where you're saying, you know, imagine that there's something that provides information to others. It really has to be informative yeah. and uh, preferable, also a bit entertaining. Uh, but it should really in that way tell that story that when you watch that, you think, oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And that means that maybe sometimes, you know, you can also still ask questions because through questions, you can also interest people. Yeah. So... Uh, that could even be more of a mixture documentary style or storytelling style. But, you know, it doesn't have to be. It, you know, it can be any way you want to convey uh, yeah. convey a story. So yeah. Again, it's quite open, isn't it? We'd love to be surprised again, and I'm sure we will be. <laughs> yes. Well, that's um, the first few weeks of DTM over before yeah. our, our yeah. Christmas break. So yes. I, I guess I want to say... Well done to all the students, you know, for all the videos that we've seen. There's been some amazing variety and they it, it's really helped us engage with the the issues that students are kind of dealing with around design theory and methodology, too. And I feel yeah. that that's there's a there is a kind of dialogue taking place. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I, I agree. It's really nice to see that it creates some kind of vibe or energy within the faculty as well, especially now so many people are being interviewed. And that's really nice, uh, nice to see. And I'd also like to thank the students for their engagement in the coaching sessions because there's a lot, a lot happening in those coaching mm. sessions. And in general, I'd say students are really quite, quite engaged. So uh, it's a really nice way of uh, of teaching as well for us, and we also are learning a lot. Yeah. So, so have a great Christmas. And Happy we'll, Christmas. And we'll see you in 2020. <laughs> see you next year. <laughs>